shine the light of truth, to bring justice to the restless souls whose lives were lost to their hands. Rise up against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace. We will not surrender. We will fight. We will stand for what is right because we are the justice warriors. Good evening, justice warriors. Our last several podcasts have been so heavy that I felt in my heart that it would do us some good to hear something positive. So tonight, I have invited Miss Katie to join us. Um, And unfortunately, Tracy was unable to come on tonight, but I do trust that she will be listening because I know she needs this message more than anyone right now. Um, Katie, thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast tonight and shine your light into the dark world. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Heather. Um, Now, you don't know me. We've never met, but we have a mutual friend. Uh, Our mutual friend is my aunt. (laughs) And um, I just wanted to tell you that my aunt Sharon is the most beautiful, godly woman that I know. Um, And I'm so grateful that she has connected us. Um, Before we get into the discussion, I want to share with you some of the backstory that goes with this. Um, You see, I believe in all my heart that I was called to be a private investigator. Uh, The Lord himself put this burning passion in my heart for truth. And sometimes admits, admits the, the, uh, (laughs) sometimes amidst the adversity. When I wrote this, I didn't realize that was such a tongue twister. Um, I find myself doubting whether God is really the one guiding me and if he's really beside me. But every time I start to question this, I'm reminded of something that he spoke on my heart a couple years ago. And some of you may have already heard this story, and I apologize for repeating if you have, but I want to tell it again because this this right here is what has kept me steadfast in this extremely difficult task that he has laid before me. So a couple years ago, um, I woke up. And God immediately, as soon as I opened my eyes, he told me to go for a walk. And I, I felt him in my spirit telling me, go for a walk. And uh, and I was like, well, okay, well, I'm just going to get my coffee and I'm going to get my dog on his leash. And it was like, no, Heather, get your shoes on and go for a walk. And so I did, as he said, I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, want to be obedient. I'm trying to be obedient. So I I did so. I put my shoes on. I went for a walk. I walked out the door and the first thing, you know, I'm having this conversation with God in my mind. And I said, where am I going? And he says, you don't need to know where you're going. Just follow my lead. And I said, okay, you know, all right. So I, I, I'm walking and uh, I'm, I, I get to the end of the street and I feel him leading me to go right. And then I walk a little further and then I feel him leading me to go left. And um, I end up at a country club that wasn't far from my house that I didn't even know was there. It was very, it was beautiful. Um, The grass is kept, you know, it was a little trickling stream with a little cute little bridge over top of it and everything. And I'm like, oh, thanks, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for leading me here. This is really beautiful. All right, going home now. No, keep walking. Okay. So I keep walking and, uh, and I'm walking, you know, across the country club, uh, lawn and, and I, I get to the, 
I guess, the end of the country club. And I find myself in, in um, an unca- unkept area, the grass. It's no longer beautiful. It's no longer, the grass is no longer kept. It's, you know, um, and, and I'm like, okay, so I keep walking. Well, at some point I realized, that, you know, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> you know, like the grass is getting taller and taller and uncomfortably tall because where I live in Tennessee, there's a lot of copperheads, um, you know, just you know, snakes, chiggers, ticks, all that stuff that I try to stay away from. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I kind of stopped and I'm like, are you sure that way? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) I'm, I'm asking God if he's sure, you know, really, are you sure about that? And, um, he says, yes, keep going. Okay. So I'm walking and walking. The grass is getting taller and taller. And eventually, um, I I just start getting really worried about snakes and, you know, I'm like, no. And so I stop and I start rationalizing. I start in, in my mind. I'm like, you know what? I'm being crazy. This is not really God. You know, I'm just being a wackadoodle right now. You know, this God's not calling me to do this. He would never call me to, he, this, he would never call me here not here. This is, this is dangerous. You know, I'm going to get bit by a snake or something. And so I'm standing there trying to convince myself that it's not really God so that I can abandon the assignment. And then I feel him speak to my spirit. And he says, do you remember when you were a child and you would just run through the tall grass? Like you, because, because you didn't know about the dangers that could be lurking in that grass. Yeah, I remember. And, uh, and he says, I want you to do that. I want you to run through this grass. I want you to keep your eyes straight ahead, focused on me, focused on the horizon, focused on the destination. Just run, just do it. So I take off running and, uh, and I'm running by this time. The grass is about up to my waist. It's, it's like swamp grass. Okay. And, um, and so I'm running through this and I come to a clearing, like it's, it's perfectly round clearing in the middle of this field with all this grass. And I don't know why it was there. I don't know who put it there. God put it there, I guess. And, um, I mean, I don't know any other explanation unless you believe in aliens, but, (laughs) um, so I get to this clearing and I just kind of stood there for a minute. It's, it's, it's big enough for maybe two or three people. If we're all, you know, crammed together in this, you know, fairly, fairly small. And, uh, and I'm standing there in this clearing and I, I feel him speak to my spirit and he says, I will always give you time to rest. I will, I will always give you time to rest when I know that you're weary. So I stand there for a minute. And then he says, when I say it's go time, it's go time. When I say go, go. So, you know, then it's go time and I take off running again. And so at the end of all this, um, you know, I'm walking home and, uh, you know, cause it led me right back up to the main road and I get up to the main road and I'm walking back home and God is saying to me, I, I will never let the snakes bite you when you are being obedient. Um, I will always protect you. And, um, and so, you know, at that time, I, I didn't know what was about to come. 
I didn't know the adversity that I was about to face, the attack that I was about to be under. I I didn't know. Um, but I've reflected on that a lot over the years. Well, so then now fast forward to last Sunday, um, I went to church and um, the pastor puts up a painting of the prodigal son on a projector. And he, he was talking about how um, people come from all over the world just to gaze upon this painting and ponder over what it means, the, the, the full true meaning of this painting. And he talks about, you know, how the son is on his knees before the father and he's returning back after, you know, just basically like being like, you're dead to me, you know, to the father. And, um, and then he returns and the father just welcomes him with open arms. But there are also other people in this painting. They're onlookers. And they're standing there. I think there's three and they're standing there. And so I guess a lot of what people ponder over when they, when they gaze on upon this painting is um, the expressions of the onlookers and, you know, what that expression kind of says. And so some of the expressions appear a little judgy and disapproving, like they're disgusted. They're like, you know, how could you welcome him back after what he did? You know, like that sort of expression. And the pastor says, um, you cannot be focused on the father. You cannot focus on the father if you're worried about the onlookers, what the onlookers think about the spectators, you know, whether they approve, whether they disapprove it, you know, in order to be focused on God fully you know, you can't be worried about that. And it spoke to me so deeply um, because in my work and what I do, um, I've got these people over here that are naysayers, that are hating, that are trying to discredit me, that are smearing my name, that are making accusations, um, you know, judging my motives and what I'm doing, saying, you know, it's just for attention, yada, yada. Um, and then you've got these people over here. These are my supporters and they're, you know, rah, rah, go, you know, and you're our hero and, you know, whatever. And, you know, not to say I don't appreciate my supporters. I, I absolutely do. Um, but neither, but I mean, both are distractions. Neither, you know, when I'm focused on God, focused on what he's called me to do, um, that is the only thing that should matter. It shouldn't matter who approves. We don't do it, but we're not doing it for the approval and we don't care who disagrees. Like it's just focus on God. Um, so with that said, um, you know, and the pastor also, he went into some other things about that too, which were really relevant. Um, because what I realized, you know, is, is that did, um, it was kind of like a, uh, an addition to my, to the, you know, already the, the message that God had already given me about staying focused straight ahead. And then here the pastor did the sermon and it kind of put this other visual in my mind of the people that, and if, you know, if I'm not focused and I'm looking over here at the people going, yeah, or I'm looking over here at the people going, ah, you know, then I'm losing focus and I get off course you know, um, and God can be standing there going, you know, with his arms open and I run right past him because I'm still looking, you know, side to side and <laughs> you get what I'm saying. It's just, 
But, Mm -hmm. um, but he also talked about, you know, that you have to really keep yourself in check. Um, because he, you know, he even talked about being a pastor that, you know, sometimes he'll look around the crowd, you know, just to the congregation to look for nods, people agreeing. He said, um, you know, as human beings, you know, it's natural for us to want a pat on the back, to want that approval, that agreement. Um, and, you know, being on any sort of platform as a pastor, as a podcaster, as in, you know, anything where you're getting attention, it can be, it can be dangerous to the soul if you're not staying focused on God. Um, so it, it spoke to me really deeply and it, and it did cause me to take a step back and, um, and check myself, you know, and make sure that, um, that I'm doing these things for the right reason. You know, there is such a thing as doing the right thing for a wrong, for the wrong reason. And so, um, it did help me to check myself. The sermon was beautiful and it spoke so deeply to me and I've never heard a sermon like that. I've heard a lot of sermons and I thought that one was so unique and it was so, it was a good sermon. (laughs) So that's it. All right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I, I love that, Heather. Um, and I think I have a very similar story. I, I didn't look for a challenge. I didn't look to get a spotlight. Um, I am just challenged um, to put faith in action. And so I, I, to let everybody know where I'm coming from, I'm Katie and I'm from the Southeast. And um, my daughter was a junior and she was taking AP class. And some of the books that they were assigning uh, weren't really appropriate. And from my understanding of our true American heritage, uh, were really promoting Marxism, division, and um, an anti-American spirit, an anti-God and anti-family. And so my sense of righteousness and justice was picked, if you will, when uh, when I read it uh, before she went to school. All that to say, um, I'm just uh, I'm just a mom with a mama bear heart trying to do the next right thing. And I knew that I didn't want my daughter to read that book because I'm tired of kids learning how to hate God, family, and our country. So I, I challenged this book. And um, that the process of challenging it, I had to learn along the way uh, what, it, you know, what it was like to go through the motions and the channels to actually file a complaint and um, to affect change. And the good thing is I was able to get my daughter out of that assignment to something else right off the bat, but I couldn't let the rest, however many 60, 80 kids in that class go blind, you know, just learning um, the, the content that wasn't appropriate. And so I, I kept challenging it. it. took me 10 months. Ultimately, I, I uh, once I started challenging um, it, an answer that was a big NO from the school. No, this book is appropriate. We have librarians and teachers who are highly qualified. And um, and we've got this great this great book that we're going to teach. Whether you like it or not, your kid's out of the class. Well, I, um, I, I did challenge it. And I started coming into a lot of opposition. And, you know, at that point, I think I had to make a, t- a choice. I'm like, okay, so I'm stepping out in faith. This is not who I am to look for a challenge, to look to... Uh, begin a war with anybody, especially a school system, an entire entity. Um, but uh, it was stepping out in faith to do the right thing. And um, 
I said, okay, it doesn't matter. The the articles that were written on me, um, the smear articles saying, you know, that ultimately I was a book banner and they're trying to get a rise out of an audience saying there's a mother who thinks, you know, she's the be all end all and is going to ban books from our schools, just one person, one voice. And when I actually represented the voice of a lot of people who didn't didn't speak out. And so, uh, so all to say that um, I, along the way, had to decide, am I going to pursue this? Like you were talking about, you know, are you going to run through the field? Are you going to follow God? Are you going to do this? Because my kid's okay. She's out, you know? So why am I doing this? So I had to question myself, why am I doing this? Because I don't, I don't want this. I don't want the, the lashing, you know, I don't want the smearing, but, um, but it was kind of interesting because God does something when you step out in faith in a calling that he called you to, that he will qualify you for, not that you're capable of and not that you're seeking. And I felt like I had this armor. I felt like I had this, um, it was, it was like Teflon. I, I almost, I laughed, you know, like in Psalm two, it says the Lord scoffs at the enemies. He laughed. Uh, because all of the arrows and the attacks and the name calling um, and the publicity, actually, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. So they actually promoted our case and got a larger audience, both more liberal and conservative. Um, so I was like, thanks for marketing for me, because I didn't really want to do that on my own. Um, and uh, so it, it was every time I you know, uh, got to the next phase and, you know, uh, appealed a decision, finally got to the school board. They were really fired up and we'd go to school board meetings and there would be, you know, 150 people with signs and lashing and hissing and calling me the fascist book banning, you know, Nazi Christian mom, you know, and why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, because my kid got out of the assignment. Um, and so it, it got to a head and God had positioned um, our school board to have four out of seven be conservative. Um, and they resonated with the mission. Um, so they accepted this hearing that we had in July. And uh, in July, uh, they, they basically decided they would hear it. And that's when, you know, the, it went kind of national and, you know, the school board members um, started to email the author saying, we need your help. This mom is trying to ban your book and so on and so forth. And they made it much bigger than I ever made it. But the whole point of an enemy lashing out at you is to try and discredit you. It's to try and push you back in your corner. But in this day and age, as far as I'm concerned, like it's our duty as Christians to stand up and defend truth and righteousness and justice, because those are the pillars of God's kingdom. And, um, and so, so let's go. Right. And right. so they said we'd have a hearing and, um, you know, so we've got, you know, a lot of negative publicity. I started to get some positive along the way, but, uh, I gave a 20 minute argument, uh, basically breaking down the lies in the book, the untruths, which, um, in this day and age, we have to counter the lies, mm -hmm. right? We have to, yeah. when, right. And when it, when it's a lie or when it's twisted, um, you know, we can't just agree to it or we can't just not say anything. We have to do something or make a correction because otherwise it's like the sin of omission. And so I'm so stirred up to speak truth and in love when I can. And sometimes it's just truth direct. But uh, but anyway, uh, we had this amazing hearing. I got grilled for an hour and 40 minutes uh, by the board. There's a seven member board. Um, so there were three 
um, more liberal people on there um, who had nothing to say about the objective truth that I presented, uh, but rather spent the whole time trying to trip me up, trying to say, where was I, you know, how was I qualified? Did mm -hmm. I talk to the lieutenant governor? Had I talked to any of the other school board members just with this slimy kind of attack? And, um, and I tell you, because of um, the support that I had um, from my friends who were interceding, who were actually there physically and supported me and who were praying and just a lot of effort, you know, from, from friends and righteous people to support, I was able to answer all of those questions um, in a way that I wouldn't have normally with an acuity, with, um, with a response, with facts and dismantled, you know, all of their questions and arguments and twisted them back on them. Something that I am not usually good at on my own, but when you step out in faith, God doesn't just protect you. He totally empowers you. Like Jeremiah one says, you know, where, you know, where I send you, you will go and you know, your words will be my words. You just, you just need to say it. Right. And I just opened my mouth and stuff came out and it was, people were like, you missed your call and you should be a lawyer. I'm like, oh, I'm a teacher. Um, so, so anyway, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Katie, yay, you're the one who saved, saved us from the Marxism, you know, onslaught in schools. But, um, but it's just the beginning of the battle. And so um, my goal is just really to, to encourage people out of this, to say, I've been through it. And I didn't want it. I didn't seek it. Kind of like you, you know, mm -hmm. Heather, I don't, I don't seek the trials. I don't, I don't seek the, the um, confrontation mm -hmm. at all. Um, but when you're doing it for righteousness and for God, and you're not doing it to promote self, mm -hmm. uh, there, there's such power and influence in it because there's a lot of people listening um, who, who will be inspired or people who are wavering, who are, have the veil you know, mm -hmm. over their eyes and ears. And and once they start hearing truth and they see that everyday ordinary people can mm -hmm. accomplish extraordinary things in God's strength, not in their own, because I'm not normally capable of this type of thing. I did not for this, but, uh, but anyway, I love to brag on God and I want to just encourage people. And I guess Heather, just to kind of wrap, wrap that synopsis up um, is to say that ecclesia is a word that God gave me in the last year. Ecclesia means, um, the ruling reigning body of Christ. Like it's the legislative body of Christ. Um, and so it's a Greek word that Jesus used in Matthew 16, 18, when he said, upon this rock, Peter, I will build my ecclesia. So church is the way we hear that verse, but it really means ecclesia, which doesn't mean church in a box. It means like every day Christians outside the walls of church, inside, you know, you're speaking truth. You're doing the doing the work. You're kingdom focused, and we got to do something to take our culture back. We we there's no one else coming to rescue us at this point. I mean, Jesus is coming, but he's not coming back for a weak bride, as far as I'm concerned. So we got to step up, stand up, and and do this. And if I can do it, y'all, you can do it too. And I'd love to be able to share any more details about my story and really uh, how it wasn't as hard as I thought to face the adversity and, and doing what was right because of the prayer backing, because of the support of friends and because God called me to it and he saw me through it. Thank you. That is wow. <laughs> and you weren't reading. That wasn't a script. That was so good. Um, 
Very, very nice. I love that story. Um, you, you said something that, um, I wanted to touch on a, a ways back and sorry, my dog's trying to break through the door over here, but, um, you said you were one voice, but you were a voice of many, a voice for many. And, and that really, I think that is such a huge thing because, you know, like you said, like, I mean, people need to see, you know, somebody stepping out, um, in faith and, and that will lead others. Others will also step out in faith. People that were lacking the courage that, you know, didn't think that they could do it, you know, lacking the faith. Um, you know, when they see that somebody ordinary like yourself or like me, you know, I mean, my background, I mean, I, it, it's, insane that this is where I'm at now. I never thought this is, you know, I, I was a troubled child and had a, a not a good, my aunt Sharon could tell you all about it. I'll, I'm not going to go into it on this podcast, but, um, but I had a very troubled childhood and, and my, my past is not something I'm proud of, but God uses ordinary people. God uses broken people and damaged people. And, you know, I had this discussion recently with somebody about, you know, the disciples, like all of the disciples were just, I mean, they were the least like likely people that you would think that God would choose to represent him and to carry yeah. out these assignments. But he also knew because of their background, their, you know, what they had been through, that they, that they were hungry for the, the truth that they were, they were, you know, they, they needed that they were, they had fertile minds. They were ready. They had the, the eyes to see and the ears to hear. They were ready to receive and, and that they would be um, loyal. Well, I'd say loyal, but then we know um, not all of them were, <laughs> um, you know, was, but, but he foresaw, he knew everything that was to come, you know, I mean, he knew that he would be betrayed. He, you know, he knew everything um, before it happened, but, and he went before them and paved the path and, and, you know, made the way for them. And, you know, like I said before, you know, you were a voice for many. Um, and in the same way, you know, I, I mentioned, I think before we came on here, no, I'm sorry. I mentioned it <laughs> um, that, you know, the naysayers and the supporters and, um, and I uh, just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, no, no, but no, when you see that, like I can resonate with your whole story because there's distractions on either side because there's people, um, how, when you get noticed, I mean, in right. our county here. So yeah. I had uh, supporters who were my people, the inner circle, which was great. Right. But then I had people who all of a sudden were my really good friend because they had agenda. So they were like, yay, rock, Katie. Yeah. But they're a little bit of a distraction, like you were saying, because they're, they, they want to ride on the coattails and they want to add in. So I was able to glean, you know, I know God brought me these people, um, right. and they brought me really diverse people. If I could just yeah. give credit to God again, people yes. who are conservative. I mean, we say you're conservative. There's a lot of factions within the conservative, you know, we got a range. Um, yeah, well, exactly. And, and yeah. not, uh, this is something else I was thinking while you were talking. And I think that's why I just lost yeah. my train of thought was because I had, I was holding back so much. Um, I, I have a really bad habit of, and Tracy and I talk over each other a lot. So I'm trying not to do that. And, um, but I had so much going through my head that I wanted to say, um, while you were talking and it just, um, you know, the, the supporters, 
um, they're, they're great. And a lot of them, you know, were those people that were biting their tongue that weren't coming forward. And so, you know, setting that example, now they're, they're, they're getting up and they're standing with me, um, Mm -hmm. speaking the truth. And, you know, and sometimes they'll say things like, they're like, Oh, you know, you and Tracy are angels and, and you're, you're heroes and blah, blah, blah. And I say, I, and they'll like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, no, you know, thank God, because mm-hmm. um, God is the yeah. one that put this on our hearts that, that is giving us the perseverance to keep on pushing um, when most sane people would sit down and shut up like we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. um, and yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Um, everything you're saying, it's just, I'm actually, my mind is a little bit blown right now and I can't, I can't even remember everything that when you were talking. I know. But... Sorry. It was a lot. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was really great. Um, but I think we just, you know, to, to your point, what you're doing, you're kind of just reframing like who we're supposed to be and what we're called to. And it's like, it's okay. Like we have to give each other permission to say, you can step out and we got your back, you know, like mm-hmm. we cannot be silent. And if you're not like an extrovert or you're not normally a frontline person with, you know, a thick skin, God yeah. will give it to you when you're called and when you need it, he will. Right. And so I just, we need to reframe the way people think and, and don't just, you know, hope that somebody else is going to do it for us. We need to do it. That's what we're equipped and empowered to do is to be the ecclesia, the hands and feet of God. Let's do it. And you just, you just remind yeah, me if, else that, that, uh, you know, you were talking about how, you know, you really don't like confrontation and, and this and that. And I don't, I mean, who really, I don't know, I guess there probably are people out there that enjoy confrontation, but I don't think most people, uh, like being mm-hmm. verbally attacked. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite because, you know, I, I do tend to, um, I get really angry and, uh, and, and I don't back down from, I mean, I can be pretty confrontational. Um, but, and, and I think this is one of the things. So I went and talked to the pastor after church the other day and I, and I, you know, kind of, I told him, you know, how the message spoke to me and, uh, and I kind of just, I kind of just asked him, you know, like, how can I be sure that I'm doing this for the right reasons? Like, you know, and he, and he said, that's something that you, that you have to take up with God. You know, that's something that you really just have to search your heart and ask God to reveal to you. If, you know, if, if, if there are some, um, ulterior motives going on inside of you. Um, and I did, and, and I did feel like, and this is another reason why I kind of felt like, you know, maybe doing a little different sort of a podcast tonight was because I felt like, you know, God was telling me, that I was getting distracted with, you know, the naysayers and the supporters and, you know, whatever, like I was starting to get off track. And so God was telling me, you know, this is the time to be still like, let me lead you. I will let you know when it's time to, to, you know, step back out again, but right now be, be still and just listen, you know, just, just stay close to me and listen. Um, it's interesting because, um, what, I, about a month ago or so, um, I just kind of came to a place of peace that I hadn't had in a long time. And see, I, I don't know how long, how long were you at it with this whole fight that you were fighting? It was about 
Uh, it was about 10 months total. 10 months so ahead. since September 1st was the hearing. So I'm in the aftermath of that right okay. now, um, waiting for the next green light, but um, really listening, as you say, because I don't want to do it in my own strength, even though it was successful and I got a following now. It's still, I wouldn't ever step out unless I was, I was secure. And I think um, what you're saying, what I'd like to say and just say yes, is um, that when we step into what God's already doing Mm -hmm. and we listen for what he's doing, that's when it works. That's when it's beautiful, right? right? It doesn't matter where you are in life. Absolutely. That's that's what's necessary. We've been, Tracy and I have been fighting this fight for about five years now. And, um, and about a month ago or so, you know, cause I started just really to lose hope, you know, I'm like, yeah. And, and, and again, you know, like, um, it was like, Oh God, you know, like, why, why did you bring this to me for just to be defeated? You know, like, I mean, now I got to sit here humiliated and just feel completely defeated. You know, like I'm kind of sulking a little bit, you know, I'm just kind of feeling a little bit sorry for myself. Like, I mean, I was obedient. Like, is this, is this it? Like, now this is, this is what I got to live with for the rest of my life. Um, and I felt about a month ago, I felt like God was telling me, um, like the Bible says, vengeance is mine you know, and, and he was just kind of telling me, let go of it, just let go of it, give it to me, just give it to me. And it was crazy because it wasn't two weeks later that there was a break. And I start to see, I start to, I started to see things turn and I'm just like, yay, God, (laughs) that's great. Yeah, and, and it was like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it, all it took was me to let go of it. And, and, but, but it kind of felt that way. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It did kind of feel that way. Um, so, but I, I wanted to read, um, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. He says, whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Um, yeah. That's so powerful. You know, work at it with all your heart. Give it your all your heart, you know. Um, and, but I, I say, I've said to people, um, you know, to encourage some of the people that um, are still afraid to use their voices and stand up for truth and stand up for justice um, that, um, you know, there's nothing to fear on this, on this earth. Like, what are they going to do to you? You know, I, whether, I mean, no matter what they do to you, there's, there's no, you know, they say, hypothetically speaking, you know, they offer you money to sit down and be quiet or, material things um no reward is worth your soul and no no payoff no amount of money is worth your soul um and at the same time what are they going to do to you because um the only thing you should fear is disobeying god you know is getting to a lie when you know the truth um so at the end of the day there's no reward or no threat that they could possibly throw at, at a person that would be worth disobeying God. Um, 
That's right. Amen. So true. And, you know, hope deferred, you got to kind of, like you said, you had a slump. I had a slump after, because of course everybody stopped praying for me and we have a success, but that's when the enemy comes in, starts tearing you down, being like, well, you don't really need to do that again. You didn't do a really great job. And now look at you and now you have to fight, you know, and it was just, I had to pick myself up. We have to choose to pick ourselves up and not let hope deferred, you know, in the process and the waiting slow us down or cause us to give up because if God gives us an assignment, we got to finish the task, got to run the race. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And, and people, you know, that they say, Oh, you know, I, I think maybe they just, they're like, you know, why would God choose you? Like, look at you, look at your past, look at, you know, whatever. Um, look at you with all your tattoos. Like, why would God choose you? I, I don't know why God would choose me. Take it up with him. <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't ask for this, you know, I mean, he put it on my heart and that's what I do. Right. No, I, I love that. Cause you're a willing vessel. You're malleable, like moldable, right? Cause there's, I think, um, I don't know. I'm not making an accusation here, but there is something called a religious spirit that's really driven by legalism and doctrine. And I, th I think that a lot of us in the church came from that. And um, some of us are kind of stuck between that uh, and what we're really called to do to be more like Acts Church or the Ecclesia and uh, and take a step out of faith in faith and um, and see what God does with it. You know, and we don't need somebody to lead us there. God, God will lead you. I mean, we don't need a man, a woman, you know, someone older or wiser telling us what to do. Don't you think? That, I mean, the Bible says a child will, will give lead. us the assignment, right? And and the Bible actually says a child will lead. You know, so I mean, it, it's actually that childlike spirit. It's that you know, just like he told me, you know, when he had me go for the walk. It was like you remember when you were a child and you just run through. He, I think he really um, chooses people with that childlike spirit. Um, that is just you know, just all trusting. Um, you, you were talking about, you know, many of, you said many of us were raised in this legalistic. Um, I was the opposite. You know, I, I grew up in, uh, in aunt Sharon knows, you know, um, I, I grew up in a troubled home and my mother, my mother was a drug addict and, um, and went to rehab when I was 12. And I spent um, a good deal of my, my childhood, my juvenile years locked up in a juvenile facility. Um, so yeah, so my background is so different, but I, you know, like I said about God chooses the broken people, you know, I think the thing about it is, is that, um, I almost feel sorry for the people that the world has been good to because that's then really they, wise. Yeah, that's right. They right. love the world. The world's been so good to me. You know, why wouldn't I love the world? I hate the world, <laughs> you know, because the world has caused me so much grief. It, I was, I was misled into believing that all these things would fill me, that all these things would make me whole, um, mm -hmm. would make me worthy of love, you know, whatever. And, um, and, and then I just, and then when you get to the end of that, you, you just find yourself. And, and I tell my son this, um, all the time, cause he still has to learn it. And I know he has to figure these things out for himself. And that's the hard part is as parents, yeah. we have to sit back and, and, and allow our children to learn these things for themselves. Um, they're not going to, they're not going to just learn it from, 
they're not going to get it. I mean, they might abide by your rules because they're your rules, but they're not going to get it until they've figured it out for themselves. You have to figure it out for yourself that the world will leave you empty. Um, all of the things that the world tells you, uh, will make you happy. They won't, you'll, you'll be left feeling lost and just empty. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then, so it's the people like that, the people like myself, the disciples, you know, um, Mary Magdalene, you know, uh, all of these, all of these, um, sketchy characters from the Mm -hmm. Bible that God chose because of their, you know, how broken they were and, and they had come to the end of themselves and they realized, man, the world is not all it's cracked up to be. Exactly. Exactly. And notice none of his disciples were Sadducees or Pharisees, either the religious types who had been in church or, you know, synagogue their whole life. So he chose that everyday average, average folk. So that's what he's all about. He's all about the personal relationship. He's all about empowering and equipping and um, just kind of pushing you in and molding and refining fire, you know, in this process of sanctification. And thank God for that, because we all have room to grow. But uh, sometimes, sometimes I was like deep into the refining fire and other times I felt like I was pulling up a little bit, but but it's so worth it. If you ever have any doubt, I'm like, I don't know if I can, I can do, you know, what y'all do. It just seems so hard. And don't make excuses because when you're in it and and you get through it and you get through it, it's it's like running through it, right? It's exhilarating. And that trust that you have in him, it's not about you. It's what he can do through you. Um, and we're made in this image. So let's, let's do it. Let's represent him. Well, you know, yes, absolutely. you know, and the fact is, okay. So another thing I was thinking while you were talking, cause you mentioned, um, and, and I'm not asking and I don't want to know, and this isn't the conversation, but you've mentioned, um, the liberals and, you know, you, at one point you've mentioned conservative and I wanted to point out that injustice does not discriminate. Like, you know, truth is truth. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, liberal, conservative. Um, it doesn't matter. Like none of that matters. Um, at the end of the day, all that matters is truth. And the truth is not up for debate. Um, there right. are things that are up for debate. There are things that like you can feel this way about something. I can feel this way about something. And that's fine. We can have our opinions. We can have our beliefs. Um, but the one thing that is not debatable and is not, you know, a matter of uh, just having whatever opinion you want to have about it. The truth is the truth period. And the Mm -hmm. truth is what we have to fight for. And, you know, liberal conservatives, whatever, we should all be coming together, defending the truth, um, whatever that truth is. Yes. So absolutely. Absolutely. And especially in our nation, because we have the freedom to, to do that, to speak and, and to seek that together. And I think the founding of our nation um, is rooted in scriptural uh, truths and the laws of nature and nature's God, which the laws of, of nature um, and nature's God, nature's God is the, the Ten Commandments. And so uh, there was a moral compass, you know, when our nation was founded, there was a right and wrong. And I think the problem now is we don't have the line in the sand for what is right and wrong because we don't have 
um, absolute truth anymore. We do, it exists, but we're not embracing it. And so I think right. coming back around and standing up for what's right is going to bring people back um, towards mm -hmm. that sense of morality and right and wrong, which which we need to define. That's that's right. our job as as the church. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely agree with that statement. Um, hmm. That's a lot. You know, it's about. funny when I, I hear you say this, uh, your story, Heather, and um, this morning I have to say, God just dropped this tidbit uh, from a source in the Bible. I wouldn't normally look. Um, I wanted to read something from Lamentations, which is not really a happy book, but uh, Lamentations 3, 57 through 66 talks about the trial and not fearing. So can I take a moment to, to say that, share that with you? Mm -hmm. It says, um, you came near when I called on you. You said, do not fear. You have taken up my cause, O Lord. You have redeemed my life. You have seen the wrong done to me, O Lord. Judge my cause. You have seen their vengeance and their plots against me. You have heard their taunts. Uh, they are against me all day long. Thank you, Lord, that you will repay them and you will sustain me. I love that. And so I think that mm -hmm. that's fantastic. So um, but just you know, know that, that he does sustain us. Oh, absolutely. Um, on that note, you know, I, I want to also say, though, that, um, you know, we fight different. Um, because, yes, I can be quite passionate. I can be quite confrontational. Um if I don't check myself, my tongue can go a million miles a minute and say things that I later have to take back. Okay. That's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. Um, uh, but um, we do fight different because we do fight with love. You know, we can become passionate and angry and whatever. And the Bible tells us we should be angry about injustice and sin and these things. These are all things that are very near and dear to God's heart. And so mm -hmm. he puts those things on our hearts. Um reminds me of a, of a worship song, uh, that says, um, break my heart. Oh Lord, for what breaks yours. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I love that song. I love that thought. And, and I've prayed that prayer. And then I'm like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> That's too much <laughs> breaking. I don't, I, I, but, um, it just, you know, God is always good. His timing is always perfect. Um, the vengeance is his and, you know, just at the end of the day, the moral of the story is, you know, step out uh, in faith, speak truth, always speak with love. And what I was leading up to is that we fight differently because we don't wish ill will for, for them. We don't want them right. to burn in hell. We don't want them to perish. You know, so while we're fighting this, this fight and it's a good fight and it causes us to have to be confrontational with other children of God, um, you know, we should still be praying for their souls and, you know, praying that they have eyes to see and ears to hear and that, that God, you know, they're, they're asleep. They've got the veil on that God removes that veil and that they will, you know, I, I pray, I pray for some of these people who have, um, said awful things about me, um, who have all, but I'm, I'm sure they have wished me to go to hell and wished me a lot of pain. And, um, mm -hmm. and, but I don't, I don't return that, you know, they, I don't, I don't wish that for them. And that's as, as that's the difference between somebody that is, um, 
uh, fighting for Christ, fighting in Christ and somebody who is, you know, on this other worldly level. Right. Yes, I agree. Good. That's a lot of wisdom you carry. That's um, great. Well, it's, it's God. I mean, he, he, he mm -hmm. speaks to me because I listen, you know, I, I pay attention. I, you know, and, and I haven't always, I mean, gosh, I'm far from perfect. I still, I still fall. I still mess up. Um, and, yeah. you know, and, uh, thank God, like, like the prodigal son, you know, and he, he always welcomes me back with open arms and, um, yeah. Amen. Amen. So good. So good. <laughs> yeah. God is good. All the time. He is good. Yes, ma'am. And so, you know, what inspired me a lot through this, God gave me a verse, um, in 2018, you know, cause I'm totally a different person. I was just kind of behind the scenes, Katie, you know, for years and now, <laughs> No, here I am in the front, but it's um, Isaiah 60, verse one, arise and shine for your light has come, though darkness covers the land and thick darkness covers the people. Um, God's light will, will shine on you. And so that's for everybody, you know, uh, but we've lived it. We've, you and I have lived it and so many others have and uh, all for, for his glory, because he's the source of that light. We just reflect it out, but, uh, but it's encouraging, especially in, uh, a dark and daunting world and with the war in Israel and all that's going on it's people get a little anxious and question uh but God is faithful he'll never let us down yes ma'am <laughs> and I think that's a really beautiful note to end on don't you that's good yeah <laughs> indeed indeed Heather all right. This was really so much. fun. Um, I, I am almost positive that um, there will be more topics for us to discuss at, at later dates. Um, so okay. I'd like to do this again sometime. I would love to do that. Thanks yeah. so much for the opportunity and bless you and praise God. Thank and you. all y'all out there, bless you. You got this. <laughs> all right, guys. I love you, and I hope that you are all blessed tonight, and I hope this message speaks to your hearts. Bye. Amen. Good night. Bye.